What's up, Joe? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just living the dream. Do you think people think that we actually just connect suddenly and are connected up, or do they think we talked beforehand? I don't know. (laughs) Depends on how prepared we sound. (laughs) You know, we're like a big TV network. Live from Coconut Grove, I've got Joe Colley on the line. Joe, thanks for joining us today. Let me pull down the spinnaker and I'll be ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, um, well, you know, look, I mean, I've been up since four, so I've already worked the whole day. You know, I I just, I've been going to bed earlier and I just wake up early because it's just I got to go to bed earlier, dude. Well, I just don't get anything done late at night or when I do, I'm just trash the next day. So now I decided... Um, go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. Yeah. So then I just stay out of any of the feeds and I just work for like three hours before, um, I even look at the telegram channels or anything. Um, when I, you know, try to look at discord more, but, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, there's so much, I'm just so used to being in telegram and waiting through 3000 messages. And I we just should have, have done our stop. community in telegram. Yeah, well, to get our shit together and get it rolling. So yeah, so uh, that other project's just been taking up a ton of time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, which yeah. will which will be the community at that point as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I think they're really gonna like it. When we're ready yeah. to share it. Yeah. Um. So uh, what else is going on? Anything exciting? Uh. uh inflation seven point nine. I thought that was pretty much within expectations. I think so. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I, I was I mean, thinking it was going to be super high. I mean, that's now, high, but you know. Bitcoin and ETH pumped like immediately after the news and then uh, leveled out. I said when I got up, well, at four, it was all kind of downish. Yeah. Um, but then I, I haven't looked since then. Um, uh, let me take a look where we are. 39,115. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, remember where we were, what, a year ago? No, no. Um, well, down five point eight five percent in the last twenty four hours. So, yeah, but it was up at like forty two or something like that. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I just I don't mind these little like um, you know sort of corrections um, because when it makes big moves, people sell. Yeah, and then people buy the dip, and then um, what a bargain. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I still I mean, I was reading something on BTC. Where was it? Um, just somebody else is making big price. Was it Bain Capital? I pulled some information. You know, Bain Capital is setting their sights on Dow services. Yeah, you and I That's both awesome. put that article in our group. Oh, uh, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and actually, um, five hundred sixty million dollar fund. It's really yeah. a venture capital fund for crypto. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, and you know, they're trying to paint themselves as kind of rough and tumble startup oriented, crypto oriented. We're in this for the real deal. Um, I was surprised. I went and looked at the portfolio. I was surprised at the number of uh, um, projects they that Bain yeah. had already invested in prior to um, prior to launching this specific crypto fund. Um, yeah, I see the BlockFi, Zero Hash Risk Harbor, and Compound, CX. Oh, Compound too. I didn't know yeah, that. yeah. Um, here, let me. I'll go ahead and start sharing. Do, do, do. But, you know, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Bain is uh, Mitt Romney, right? Is he still there? Yeah. Or did he, did he, he stayed with it? I don't know if he, I mean, I, I think once you're in, you're always in. Yeah. But uh, I remember he, you know, when he me. was running for president, when did he run for president? Was that 2012? Yeah. Yes. 
2012. Um, He had to kind of pull back from some of that. But I remember there was a lot of stuff because, you know, he was, you know, like most do, he had disclosed his taxes and, you know, should all the Bain um, investment vehicles were structured and in what jurisdiction. And um, so I remember looking at that thinking that was pretty interesting because they do a lot of stuff in Bermuda. Um, But, you know, it was kind of like, you know, here's here's a guy who um, has real money, um, not fake money, and he still shows his taxes. And then at the end of the day, you, I looked at it. You could easily manipulate that to pay no taxes. Yeah. But you could tell his advisors told him, look, you know, the, the market numbers 14 percent, you know, the comp. So he just declared 14 percent of his income as taxes. Right. Right. Instead of like going negative or, you know, really milk in the system. He did what was standard. Yeah. And, um, you know, from that, those investment, that investment capital, because, you know, investment capital dividends is taxed differently than than income. Um, and most of these are, uh, you know, structured in ways where they don't get salaries. They just get uh, dividend streaming off them. Right. So that's why the tax rate's lower. But but still, you know, he didn't take advantage. Right. He did what everybody else is doing. Well, look, I think Bain is such a big brand in finance. And I, I um, again, I think that the these traditional finance guys, um, we need their money in the space. I don't know that we necessarily need their advice in the space, but what the hell, you know? And I'm sure that Bain is hiring for this fund people that are crypto native and startup fo- focused and all that good stuff. They're not idiots with investing their money. So um, I think it's a good thing. Obviously, it's a it's a positive thing um, that you know they're they're diving into this world and. No, they've got some pretty solid blue chip investments with Compound and Maker and UMA. So, you know, I, I think that um, I, I like seeing it. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good yeah. Stuff. No, I mean, there's, there's another paragraph that says other groups that made that raised other major funds raised in recent months. Sequoia, Pantera, of course, and FTX. Um, so there's a lot of capital out there right now. Yeah. And then all the stuff, all the, the grant giving arms of all these chains. It seems like everybody's doing 150 to 500 million, every single yeah. chain. Yeah. To there's a developers. shit ton of money sitting there. Yeah. So I think there's about, you know, three to 4 billion in these funds for investing in crypto. And I think there's probably another 2 billion in uh, developer incentives on the chains uh, to bring people in. Probably more than three to four, actually. Speaking of chains and developer incentives, you ready for this? Yeah. We have a new Algorand website. Uh-oh. They've been listening to you. I don't know if they've been listening or not because they. it's a little better. It's I'm going to say a little better. At, at least we don't get hit immediately with the fucking 25 blocks at the top. And, and this is, you know, where the world transforms, a little vague. I do like build something truly impactful with Algorand. I, I, I think that's a, a call to action in, and that's good, right? But then we go right back into the blog post. So um, I just think it's a missed opportunity with the screen real estate not to um, not to capture developer interest at the beginning yeah. um, and explain what the value is and what the benefits of working with Algorand are, which are if you're a Python developer, you can deploy a smart contract here if um, it, that it has solved the trilemma according according to them. The other interesting thing is they did launch an ecosystem website, but um, for them, <laughs> the the uh, 
the projects, the highest ranked projects and the newest projects, um, there's not a shit ton going on there. That's just not, it's, it's just not great, you know? So, you know, it's good. I think they're making some of the right moves. I'm glad to see it happening, but you know, the biggest projects, um, are, um, these are the newest projects. Well, tiny man's been on there for how fucking long now? Uh, Algo has been along for a long time, but I'm glad to see that they're making some moves to communicate a little better. And here's this crazy thing. Don't all the logos look remarkably similar to you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the same designer did every single one. Here's the sad thing. Here's the sad thing. If you go to the developer site, it's a site that I'd like to see as their homepage, or at least the structure content and design, if this will load. Well, they don't really seem to understand. Yeah. They don't really seem to understand the audience. No, man. You know, like they're, just they're, missing they're, the fucking boat yeah. every time. Like, you know, but look at this. Build the future in Algorand. Defy a global scale. Rapidly growing ecosystem. Get started with Algorand. Now, they still don't ever tell you, you know, until you get to, you know, two thirds of the way down the page that you can build with Python. And they don't yeah. talk about, I mean, they talk about sub five second finality, which is awesome. Right. And, you know, that's all good. But you know, what is a blockchain? That's not your audience, people. I mean, it is your audience for the new Python devs, devs that come in, but first just get people straight to the benefits. And the benefits here are that they supposedly are fast, cheap, and secure, solving the trilemma and the Python stuff. Anyway, this design is its style and structure and communication at least is a hundred times better still than the homepage. Just you know, yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, I was glad to see that they're making progress on the path to explaining benefits. You know, no, I, nobody has sorry. ever responded to my critiques, so I don't have a clue if they've ever heard me critique. But you know, I'm glad to see it. I did see one thing on the first page which said "post quantum security." So, I, oh you know, yeah, now that is something new that I saw yesterday too, as well. Um, that they're claiming that post quantum that they'll be able to be secure and withstand a quantum attack. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's theoretically possible in the structures that are out there now, but I have no idea, but here's the thing. Like, look, I mean, here, here's the bottom line where they would, why the fuck is everything loading so slow today? What's going on? You need to get one of those new Macs that we were talking about. Those Dude, Mac I'm studios. so getting one of those. You're, I saw that they're $10,000. I thought, I thought you were going to buy me one, dude. Well, once we get a sponsor. <laughs> so here's Algorand. Now, it's, it's, still lists, club. <laughs> it's still lists, it still lists only four protocols. I think they're up more than that now on DeFi Llama. <laughs> but they're still ranked 38th because this is all that's going on there, man. 82.35 million. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's pitiful. And they have shit tons of money. Like shit tons of money. I don't I don't I just I don't get it. Anyway, so I was looking at that last night and then, you know, waves they've been around for like, you know, half a century in in DeFi time, right? Mm -hmm. And I I was like, what the fuck is going on? How is there 2.42 billion on this platform? Right. I don't understand. How how is that possible? Well, when you look at it. Oh, geez, Louise. When you look at it, there are four well, no. protocols, but the number one protocol at 1.48 billion 
TVL is a protocol called Neutrino. And Neutrino is a stable coin platform where people can issue stable coins against real life assets, USD, gold, real estate, whatever, right? But what's fascinating to me is, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the protocols there have about uh, just shy of a billion dollars worth of TVL between the other three. But this one has 1.48 billion. Um, I took a look at this exchange. I took a look at the things they're doing. But the thing that I was excited to see, by the way, they're based in Miami. So that's cool. We can go mm. have a chat. Um, the thing that I was excited to see was where they're headed. Um, they are going to launch EVM compatibility. They have um, pretty fast uh, settlements, finality on transactions. And um, they have some pretty good kind of infrastructure there. And they have a pretty dedicated group of users. So I'm actually thinking that there's some potential for waves. And, you know, 24 hours ago, if, I, if you'd asked me that, I would have said, meh, waves. I went and cooked, I hooked up, I had a wallet uh, for waves because I had, I had used their tools to create a token. Anybody mm-hmm. within their primary exchange can create a token. Um, is it waves.tech? Is that the site? Waves.tech. Um, but yeah, so they are, um, they are launching EVM compatibility. Um, they're going to become a US based corporation. They are, uh, creating a whole new DAO framework for their system, for the community. It is proof of stake, but you know, all in all, I, I was a little surprised. I, I was pretty surprised that, uh, at, um, at what's going on there. And it's interesting because I've written off so many of these old blockchains. Um, and like I said, waves would never be one. I thought, Oh, they have a chance, but seeing where they were in TVL relative to like friggin' Algorand and others that are supposedly more cutting edge DeFi. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Now I'm, I haven't taken a look from a technology perspective, what's going on there. I know it's proof of stake. I haven't looked at all the details of it, but I'm, so far, you know, I'm a little surprised and a little shocked. So uh, I'm going to take a deeper look, see what's there. Um, I did, like I said, I looked at the exchange. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a standard DEX. I think most, it's, it says everything is built by third parties, but I have a feeling that um, these projects are basically funded and built by the Waves uh, community to, so they have this stuff on it. Um you know, so something functional, but you know, 32.2 users on this exchange. Um, they have liquidity pools. They have algorithmic trading. They get this. They have, I think it's this one. Yeah, they have. They also on this exchange have a algorithmic trading strategy set, like all these different sets of strategies you can deploy, that are actually dual trading. Trading on centralized exchanges like Binance and trading in the DEX. So I found that pretty interesting. Oh, and by the way, uh, uh, Waves was up some ungodly amount yesterday. Of course. I saw it like, like $27 or something like that right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at this. Look at this. Uh, look at this candle. Here it comes. Someday it'll come up. Maybe show up soon. There. Chug, 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 chug. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday was a good day for waves and I have no idea what drove this from a, from a news perspective, but they had a nice little run there. Um, 
so anyway, I, I, I'm impressed with Waves, Joe. I, I, I'm really going to take a closer look at it. I mean, there's not enough action going on there right now to really, you know, make a yeah. ton of money. But, you know, there's liquidity pools, there's farming, there's, uh, you know, there's some opportunities. And I, I love that this, this exchange has some algorithmic trading capabilities built in. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. So I don't know if other people are looking at it at the same time I am because the TVL went up so high. I, I have no idea, but um you know they have they were on a nice run look at that i mean look at that freaking candle over the last few days mm -hmm. it's crazy. what was the bottom what's the bottom price right there uh, 8.2 tripled in the last couple of days yeah yeah i do see some grants they have a grant program too exactly disruptive tech grants grant amount is up to three hundred thousand waves awarded to individual developers teams and startups to implement tasks assigned by the waves association and dedicated developing solutions to meet rapidly accelerating ecosystem needs such as interoperability or DeFi mass adoption yep they got a web 3.0 development grant up to a hundred thousand waves oh they also are deploying a bridge between chains so they'll have a bridge oh. between uh evm and uh, other evm compatible chains oh cool yeah yeah. So yeah, we got to. I'm trying to see if they have an address. Do we? Are we? Are these guys? Uh, it just says in the Notions site. It said uh, Miami based. I don't know if they give an address yet. U.S. company headquartered in Miami. They moved to Miami first quarter this year. Hundred and fifty million dollar fund and accelerator program. So anyway. I, I'm just kind of, it's one of those things you make assumptions about shit and you go back and look at it. And you're like, Oh, Holy shit. This looks yeah. pretty good. You know? So we'll take a, we'll take us, we'll take another dive and take a look. Um, the other thing I, you know, I was kind of going through here. I, I don't know. I want to spend a lot of time on this, but um, I was going through um, the other chains and kind of looking at these second tier chains. Like I was looking at Syscoin and some others and when you start visiting some of these websites and taking a look at them, and you and I have played with Cello before. Yep. Or was that Kronos? Did we play with? No, we Kronos. played with Cello. Okay. I played with Cello. Cello was the one with uh, Crystal, right? Yeah. Yeah, Crystal deployed so, yeah. on Cello. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, this one, DeFi Chain, has been hanging around uh, in the top 14. I, this is the Bitcoin-based uh, DeFi protocol. Yeah. Like Stacks and like mm -hmm. uh, Sovereign. Um, but... There, you know, it's interesting because there's some tech here that's really interesting. But you look at these TVLs at these lower tier ones. I mean, you're looking at half a billion dollars and up. There are there are 20, 20 chains that have half a billion or more in TVL. That's that's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. You know, Cello's at 21 at 414 million. But there's a I think that there's potentially a lot of opportunities across these chains. So anyway, yeah. uh, I want to start, I'm going to start, you know, and every now and then take a little dive in 30 minutes here and there and take a look at some of these other chains. Cause I think that there's probably some opportunities and some tech that the DeFi world might be missing out on. And, you know, there may be some investment strategies um, that are happening there that we're missing out on, like people yeah. making bank. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at Tron and they got total TVL of 4.11 billion. And, and then I remember that Justin moved his $4 billion out of Aave a couple of months ago. Uh -huh. so, so the real TVL is like the real TVL is like 0.1. 1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 100 million, 110 million. Uh, and the question is, is when they arrest him, can they seize that? Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, 
That's interesting. So, all right, let me see what else I had here, Joe. And I know you got to cut away at uh, yeah, I got five. So, logistic. You know, one thing uh, I was going to tell you. Did you see this thing about your buddy? Not your buddy, but the guy at ENS, um, the one who had that email. What's his name? Yeah, Bradley yeah. Milligan. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still there. He they is. Had a, they had a Dow vote to reinstate uh, him, determine if he was going to stick around, and and he won one point six million to one point four million votes. But he voted all his tokens. <laughs> and so if he hadn't voted his tokens, he would have lost. I mean, there's what's to... wrong with DAOs, okay, in that regard. It's in like that regard, to... yeah. 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 No, I yeah. agree. Look, I mean, there will be disproportionate control that does that. And the thing is, look, I understand not wanting to let go because you've helped build this thing. I get yeah. it. It's hard. But at the same time, it's like, do you really want to be somewhere where, like, half the people hate you? And do you do you want to take the risk of what that's going to do to the project? If people say, well, fuck it. I don't like that piece of shit. I'm out. You know, I mean, I, that's, that's, I think, uh, part of the inherent risk there. So. Yeah. What's weird is that certain personalities actually like to be hated. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. It's a badge of honor for it. And I think for him, he's probably one of those people. Yeah. Hey, so I saw this tweet yesterday. Uh, it said, we're excited to announce wormholes, eighth supported network phantom. And you know what my immediate response to that was? No fucking way I'm using that. And sadly, um, the exploit that they were victims of is something that was easily fixed. But my whole point here is I think Wormhole needs to fucking rebrand. Because <laughs> for me, in my head, and that just may be me, in my head, that brand is synonymous with, you know, whatever it was. What was it? $300, $400 million. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I, I just, I, I think my point is, is that one of the things that kind of made me think about yesterday was I don't think in this new world of DeFi where we're headed now after hitting this bear market and the hacks and the shit that's been happening, that a lot of protocols are going to get a second chance. Maybe wormholes just fine. Everybody on Solana uses it. I don't know. I, I have no idea where their volumes are, but you know, I, I, in my own head, I'm not touching it. And it's sad because I know the nature of the technical issue, but my immediate response was that, you know, this is tainted. It's dangerous. And, and I, I'm sure they fixed everything and it's fine and it's safe, but they've got a branding issue. And I think it's going to come, I think what's going to happen more and more is that um, people are going to, people are going to be more and more reluctant to use anything that's been hacked just once. They should rebrand a cornhole. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I want to see their TVL. What is uh wormhole? TVL. Do they have a token? I'm assuming they have a token. Let me see. Because all their TVL comes from the venture capitalists. Here it is. So wormhole. That's interesting. I don't see it. Well, oh, it wait. comes up as um I guess it's wormhole that's providing the data. This is so weird. It's got like Terra USD with wormhole in parentheses. Is that how much Terra USD is in the wormhole? I don't know. I don't get it. And they're on Solana? They started on Solana as a bridge between Solana and Ethereum. Yeah, I'm just looking in the Solana protocol page and I don't see it. 
Whoa. Wormhole, I just saw in the pre-read on Google that they had something like 2.5 billion TBL. So maybe nobody else thinks like I think. But doesn't say anymore on there. Oh, yeah, 2.42 billion in TBL. So a lot of folks on Solana are using it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not in their, you know, their list of protocols on DeFi Llama. Well, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't but, know how they calculate the. What, what do they? What do they have in there that? Uh, well, the the TVL I assume for a war, for a bridge is uh, what's on either side of the chain, right? Like I'm assuming TVL is like okay, so and so deposited fifty Ethereum on this side uh, to withdraw fifty on the other side. Right. And that's what that represents. But I have no idea. So they're sure. a sort of bank to facilitate the trade. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would assume the TVL is for a bridge. But um, again, I don't know. And maybe uh, DeFi Llama doesn't track bridges because they don't consider that real TVL. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, let me see. Protocol, a bridge. I got a bridge. Okay. 14 protocols under the bridge category. And you know, they would be third on that list if they were listed. Yeah, WP, WBTC first, Multichain, HBTC, RAN, Just Crypto, Allbridge, Chainport, Wrap BNB, IOTube, Secret Bridge. Well, that's interesting. Maybe Relay it's just chain. a data hole. Yeah. You know, maybe they just have a hole in their data and, and it, they just don't have wormhole calculated for some reason. Because you're right. They should be number three. Mm-hmm. But we don't see them. Let's see which one would be a Solana chain here. And wouldn't that, and here's the other thing for a, for a bridge. The data I want to see is how much is getting bridged. What's the volume of transfers, yeah. right? And between what chains, how much, right? Now this this is interesting that WBTC is a, called a bridge. Yeah, right. I found that kind of intriguing too. Maybe. I guess it uh, technically is, right? You've got to deposit the WBTC and then you extract wrapped BTC on the other side. But that's a very specialized play. I think I would stick with multi-chain being number one if I were saying this is the ranking. Yeah, and there's another one that I've used a lot that, you know, any bridge or whatever it's called, any swap, any bridge, I can't remember. That might have yeah, been that's multi-chain. They became, that's multi-chain. Yeah, they became multi-chain. I've used that a lot to, you know. I, have, I use it all the time. They're number two, 6.3. Yeah, I mean, I've had no problems with them. It's cheap. Yep. You know, I just got so tired of those Polygon to Ethereum bridges out of like, you know, costing $250 to bridge something out. Yeah. And so you know what I, I figured... used the last few, uh, last week or so a bit was Spirit Swaps Bridge. Now, I think they're using a third-party bridge to that they integrated, but I found that to be pretty good, and I didn't take a big hit on fees on that as well. I do the same with Spooky Swap. So yeah. I usually go from Polygon or Avalanche to Spooky Sw- or to um, uh, Phantom via the Spooky Swap bridge, which is multi-chain actually, and then from there out to Ethereum, and right. it ends up being like you know less than twenty bucks to do yeah. it all to do the two. I mean, the bridge from Polygon to Phantom is like nothing. Yeah, it's the Phantom to Ethereum where it uh, oh, yeah, goes up a little bit, you. but yeah. it's not like Polygon to Ethereum. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy with, with that a lot. What if they have a their tokens multi? What is that token price actually? Yeah, they do have a token. Um, I looked at it previously, but I haven't looked at it in a long time. Let me see. Multi price. Uh, 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 looks like uh, it's multi game. 
So uh, Binance is making a smart move. They announced they're going to start buying up uh, non-crypto companies and uh, enabling crypto on them. So FinTech, et cetera, which is a really smart move from my perspective, right? Be the first ones, be the first ones in to specific verticals in traditional finance um, to enable crypto. And um, um, you really can get a nice foothold, right? So you get, yeah, you tackle 15, 20 industries and verticals in finance. That's a, yeah. that's a really strong move because then you're the plumbing for those for those platforms, right? You're not necessarily an exchange at that point. You're just enabling for adding crypto to whatever they already offer and or allowing people to convert back and forth. It also allows you to do things like, you know, you don't have to be, um, you can make more money on the price points, right? Because you can have people that are depositing in something to get something and they're not looking at a, at a at a chart in the binance.com website to see the current price they're just doing the flip in the exchange they're told what they get so your margin on on pricing on those is probably you've got some leeway on it mm -hmm. so uh, i think there's a really smart move by them and 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 frankly i think it's really good for for crypto in general um because you know anything that penetrates and pushes us into um into real world is a good thing if people normal people go into their normal real estate app or lending app or healthcare app or whatever and they suddenly see an option to pay with crypto or they see an option to buy with crypto or borrow with crypto or whatever the options that they implement are that's just penetration that's just bringing more people in and mm -hmm. getting people part of the flow which um eliminates um um I mean, which helps us on the regulatory side. I yeah, more, more users, more TVL, uh, more user adoption. I mean, all the good things. Yeah. Um, so I did a little post uh, tweet uh, post yesterday about Biden's uh, executive order. Yeah. Um, and I came, I, basically I was saying, hey, this is great. This was very positive. We're all very excited. Um, but we still have a lot of work to do. Um, and so my point, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long. But my point was that um, this puts a target on our back and we still have people like Elizabeth Warren that want to take out crypto, right? Because it eliminates control. So um, for me, there are four things we have to do as a, as a community. Carrot, stick, educate, integrate. So carrot, contribute to politicians who are on our side, who agree to be with us, show that we're generating a ton of money for them. And also those who are opposing our enemies like Brad Sherman. So go Sick. give money to Erica Rhodes. Stick is using our super PACs like HODL PAC and others to fund them to go out and attack and devastate the people who are adamant enemies. Make sure that the world knows that we contributed to them losing their seat because they're anti-crypto. Educate. So do things like Blockchain Association, Coin Center, uh, Lobby 3 that Andrew Yang's doing. Be in Congress explaining how it can benefit. Do real pilot programs like Andrew Yang wants to do where we're actually integrating, you know, lower middle income people into DeFi, where they're saving money, where they're making money, where they're earning money, where it's easier for them, where we're helping the unbanked show people in Congress that we actually have a positive, we can be a positive force for normal people that aren't necessarily exposed to crypto yet. And then integrate any protocol, 
every protocol that has something that might be appealing uh, to the real world should be doing everything they can to integrate, deploy apps that integrate with other platforms like Binance is doing um, and that deploy interfaces to it like Alchemix needs to do, right? Utilize that composability to build apps, simple apps for certain simple vertical markets, partner with people in real estate, partner with people in automobiles, whatever, and get us more integrated into the space. The more integrated we are into space, the more people that are making money with us, the more people that are uh, saving time and energy making money, the better off we're all going to be because it makes it much harder for the regulators to uh, push us out. Because look, once people can start making six, seven, 10, 12, 15% on their money, when the, when the politicians start coming for, for, for DeFi and for crypto, they're going to be some pissed off people, right? They're going to say, wait, you want me to go back to my bank at 0.04% or do you want, or can I keep my fucking 12%, please? Thank you. So, those are the kinds of things I think we all need to do. So carrot stick, educate, integrate. So go give money to Coin Center, go give money to Hope Pack, give money to Lobby Three, um, support a candidate that's pro crypto, and if you're a builder, integrate, please. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. Anyway, no, I think it makes total sense. I mean, look, if um, you know, first of all, I don't think Elizabeth Warren has any juice to be honest at this point. Yeah. She's just kind of a crank and makes a lot of noise and, and it gets picked up by certain groups. But I just don't think that the regulators listen to her. I don't think the White House listens to her. I think they just tolerate her. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's sort of like, you know, and she's yesterday's news at this point. Yeah. Um, what I mean, I'm curious about is what have the, the squad been saying about crypto? Like what is AOC and Tlaib and all those guys? Gals you know, I really haven't. I haven't gotten a read. I know that AOC did some shit last year with NFTs mm. uh, and Decentraland. She did some stuff. So I don't know. I think she's smart enough and young enough to realize that there's an opportunity there. And I will tell you, I mean, younger Congress people are in a tough spot. These progressives are in a tough spot, right? Because the whoever it is, the the, the leftist arm of the Democratic Party went out hard against crypto as being, you know, anti, I mean, harming climate change and so doing all this horrible shit and blah, 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 blah. And they have penetrated teenagers' brains, right? Yeah. To make them think that it's bad. So there is a segment of that audience that thinks it's bad. There's also a huge segment that loves it all, right? And so somebody like AOC is going to have to thread the fucking needle, right? She's, she's the kind of congressperson that's going to need solid examples where she can go out and say, look, this is on a proof of stake chain. It's not harming the environment. And look at all these poor people who are making more money, saving more money, have a universal income, whatever it is. She's the kind that needs an example because I think she's the kind that would want to do it. She's just um, um, in a rock and a hard place with progressives, right? Progressives have picked their side on this and they have, they're going to force these leftists into a more difficult situation. So but um, question, we'll see. I don't know. But what do you, I mean, do you consider like the Sandinistas leftist? <laughs> or progressives? I mean, progressives. No, I mean, in a sense that like I see Sanders is, and his people being one oh, thing. Oh, Sandinistas see, like, as in Sanders. I thought yeah. you meant, I thought you meant as in El Salvador. Oh, no, no, no. Like, sorry. Well, yeah. I think they're communists, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, there's something like that, you know, socialists, whatever. Um, but I was wondering, 
I haven't heard a lot of noise coming out yeah, of those Sanders groups. Sanders is leftist. I will tell you the thing that I think harmed Sanders a lot during the campaign is every event he had, he had somebody from the Socialist Party, some militant speaking before he spoke, right? Yeah. And he just, like, as soon as that 60 Minutes Cuba thing hit, he was fucked. He was just done. Because yeah. the Democratic Party is basically moderate. And the 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 left wing gets more attention, but the moderates decided Joe I, Biden was going to be the nominee. Uh, yeah, I guess my I should phrase my question better is I don't see him necessarily always aligned with the squad. Okay? No, he's I see them not always different, different but constituent they bases. Yeah, yeah look, AOC okay. worked her ass off for Sanders, right? Like okay. She was at every event. She 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 traveled the entire country for Sanders. So they are definitely Sanders prodigy. But they, they also, I think, differ at times on how to handle things. You know? So it seems like the guy to educate, and I have, I don't know his position on crypto at all. I don't either. It seems like if he was got sold on crypto and what it can oh, do. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's, I look at his followers as more like what I call like the economic populace. Right. Um, the ones that want to change the system are dissatisfied with it. Um, but, you know, they don't have any money. Yeah. And there's, you know, similar, I think there's a lot of overlap between them and say the um, economic populace in the Republican Party. Because yeah. um, I remember when during the Hillary um, Trump election, a lot of Sandinistas went over and voted for Trump um, in the general. So there's a group there that I think that is not, you know, well, some don't, those groups don't really care about environmental issues at all. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. so I don't know what the, if there's a lot of negative FUD going to them or if they're on board. I'd be really curious to learn more about that. Yeah, um, because I think it helps. I think if you get AOC behind crypto or pro crypto um, and Sanders and, um, you know, I don't even know which Republican I would, I would throw into the mix on that one. But just those alone, I think, cuts the um, takes the wind out of the argument for all the negative FUD about crypto and NFTs. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think if you can get both of the extremes on board, you're you're in good shape. And San Sanders coming out saying, "Hey, I see benefit, I see value," you know, he'll still hedge it and say, "We got to be careful, et cetera, et cetera." But you know, at the end of the day, look, he's a reasonably smart man, and he um, he may be able to see the value. I have no idea if he's if he's well, weighed in. Or I think the position would be something around universal basic income. Because yeah. he's a big supporter of that. Yeah. And I think with the squad, it's probably more about, you know, economic empowerment of disenfranchised segments of society, historically yeah. disenfranchised. Yeah. Um, to me, I look at a lot of, I'm going to use labels here, but I'd say the white economic populists, you know, those were the Reagan Democrats from the 80s. And they were Democrats before that. They were the factory workers. Yeah. That could, you know, buy a house buy a car and send their kid to college on a manufacturing labor salary. Yep. Um, thanks to the unions and, and those jobs are gone now. So, yeah. you know, they've kind of become disenfranchised, but when you talk about um, historically disenfranchised segments tend to be more of the minority segments and, you know, it's a leg up for them, just like yeah. it's a leg back for the recently disenfranchised. So yep. I think you got to come around on those. Maybe even like the Florida prepaid college plan, but stuff like that with with crypto. Oh, I mean, yeah. I always thought, you know, in one of our projects, I always thought it'd be cool just to, you know, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but just do a UBI project where you do tokens out to everybody who's born that year. Yeah, that's good. And put I like them in that. a wallet. Set them up with yeah. wallets. 
tokens and then just see what happens. I mean, they don't have to put any money in in 20 years. Fuck, maybe it's worth a couple hundred grand. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I totally agree. I think angles like that. Like, yeah. No, I, like I said, I think there's a ton of opportunities here to, to show the power of this. I mean, we have no shortage of, of potential things to show these people and educate and pilot um, for people, you know? So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's something as simple as, I mean, this isn't simple. I, I shouldn't say that, but when you look at, you know, when you look at, did we talk about this yesterday? Unbanked migrants. Was that the conversation yesterday? I don't I think remember. so, but we've talked about it a few times. Yeah. So, I mean, look, yeah. the, the, the thing that I talked to Andrew Yang about was, was the fact that payday loans and, and check cashing stores thrive um, and leech off of people who are unbanked. And if one of the problems is they run out of money before the end of the two weeks of their work and they don't have any money to pay bills, buy bread, whatever it is. Well, if you were streaming money using a platform like protocol, Super like Superfluid, then you wouldn't have that problem, right? You would, you would have people still had to get loans, but for the most part, you could eliminate a lot of that because you would always have money coming in. And the other component of something like Superfluid is that you could then say, okay, uh, in my wallet interface, oh, I want to, I'm getting paid by my company, but I want 2.5% of everything I get to automatically go into like a blue chill chip, stable coin yield farming, right? Mm -hmm. or, or, or staking. And I'll make 12% annually on my money. Right. And they can set it and forget it. Or employers could even do it. Like, you know, for these unbanked folks, instead of the 401k, they're not going to sign up with say, just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put 25 bucks a week from your check into this and it'll have some time lock on it and you can unlock it in a year or two years or whatever. Right. And so we're going to build you a savings account. So anyway, I think there's just a lot of opportunities. I think that's the thing that gets progressives on board. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gets, I think it gets um, conservatives on board too. Yeah. A libertarian wing gets on board. I think, yeah. even though they're pretty heavily into crypto already. Yeah. Um, I think it brings, it's something that, you know, there's people like to get stuff. And if all of a sudden you're, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know where I talked about this recently, but it's like the Coke Foundation stuff about, was I talking about that on the show recently? But um, maybe I was talking to somebody else. But the thing is, nah, when they I had. I don't remember. Their, First, first generation college kids scholarships in Georgia. And so- Oh yeah, you talked about that. Okay, yeah, but they would go after, um, you know, African-Americans for, you know, um, uh, these scholarships. And in return, they would convert 80 to 100 Pepsi drinkers to Coke drinkers. Right. So, you know, and who was the enforcer? It was grandma yeah. who wouldn't allow it in the house basically. And nobody, cause you know, Coke paid for the granddaughter's uh, college and it's like the yep. person in the family. So you do things like that where, you know, all of a sudden you're giving crypto wallets to, to, you know, I don't know what the criteria would be everybody or people that, you know, come from certain types of um, less advantaged backgrounds. And all of a sudden you give it to them, then, um, you know, you get their support around the issue, um, which, you know, I don't, which would be user adoption, I guess. Right. Um, and moving off of things like payday loans, you know, which tend to attack those segments the, 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 the most egregiously. So I think anything like that starts moving things forward. Just need sponsors. Yeah. And it'd be cool if Andrew Yang would do something like that. What's his group? Lobby three? Lobby three. Yeah. No, yeah. that's exactly what they're focused on. They're focused on educating. They're focused on doing real world examples of shit uh, using DeFi and crypto. Uh, so that people see a pilot, see what, see what works. I mean, that's what he did during his campaign with UBI, right? He started giving groups of families a thousand bucks a month 
from his campaign. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So also, he's very much oriented to let me show you how it works. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Well, you gotta I gotta roll. go, dude. Yeah. All right, I gotta, man. Hey, thank you everybody thing. for listening. We love you. We uh, appreciate you. Um, please uh, rate, review us, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and or YouTube. Uh, tell your friends. If you have any thoughts or ideas, please reach out to me, B05Crypto, on Telegram and Twitter. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in today, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon.